this Daytona 500 betting picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited. It is finally here. It is the Daytona 500, baby. Let's go. Oh, it's here. We're making picks for a real true points race, the great American race, the Super Bowl, the real Super Bowl, Rod. Nobody cares about that stupid game yesterday where your team lost. This is the real Super Bowl. This is the one that matters. Oh, it's here. I'm excited. Let's fucking go. It's time to make some picks. Time to cash some tickets. Our third season doing this. That's that's just incredible to think about to say. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. It's going to be another super fun ride this year. Christmas happens in December. But the real Christmas happens in February when we finally get to unveil uh, the the third season of this show. I, I know it's third season. Can you believe this is officially begins the third season? Yeah, and like we had the clash a couple weeks ago. We gave out picks, of course, for that. What what picks we could with with how the books treated us. That's okay. They're doing a better job this time. So, uh, but like this is the real real season, and it's oh so exciting. Can't believe we're three seasons into this. Uh, yeah, man, I'm pumped. I'm I'm ready to make some picks today. Indeed. So first of all, I just want to extend a very heartfelt thank you to those of you who checked in on me yesterday, uh, up to and including Cody, who who sent me a very lovely message this morning reminding me that he does love me and that he is proud of, of everything that we've accomplished and that it's the real Super Bowl time. So uh, you got to have a co-host like Cody who takes care of you, right? Or, or who's not afraid to run up on you and body check you and scream at your face. Uh, and tell you that you're doing poorly. So, uh, Cody, thank you so much. And thank you to everybody that checked in on me. Yes, my Niners did not win last night, but uh, what can you do? I mean, you're up against a juggernaut. Hopefully you followed Cody's bets from last week uh, (laughs) because the day didn't end up so badly for you if that was the case. Hey, my underdog picks did fantastic, though. Elijah Mitchell got more. Juszczyk got his. Like, all all but one. Brock Purdy pushed on his three rush attempts. Uh, that so. was that was one that killed me in a couple of different plays, but that's all right. It was still a still a good day. But anyways, Rod. Yes. Uh, you know we get a lot of new listeners for this episode. Obviously, it's a new season. It's uh, it's the Daytona 500, the biggest race of the year. So welcome. We appreciate you checking us out, giving us a chance. We hope you stick with us for the season. Obviously, we're available on all the podcasts, as you probably know. Available on YouTube as well. We've got uh, you know the live chat will be interacting with as, and we got a couple people over there the jdk 
boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing, baby. Uh, Jeremy Landon checking in. It's time to go racing, boys. Yes, so excited. We're pumped for this. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So welcome. Thanks for checking us out, giving us a try. Uh, I will mention, I'll give the, the Super Speedway speech, right? Betting on Super Speedways, it's the most fun way to bet. It's also not as easy as the rest of the season. So stick with us for the first couple of weeks. Once we get to Las Vegas, some more normal track, quote unquote, to, to predict will be a lot easier. But we're still going to have a lot of fun. Uh, and man, I love betting on Super Speedways. We got to open the season with two of them. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's it's the most fun way to bet, in my opinion. Uh, so so we're about to we're about to have a ton of fun. And not just that, all three series are in action. We get trucks, we get Xfinity, we get the Cup Series, so we get the full gambit of everything. We get to see everything NASCAR has to offer all in this one week, all in this one Super Super Bowl of a weekend. And uh, and it starts on Wednesday. That's the cool part about this. The schedule is a little bit different than most race weeks, whereas they got what's called speed weeks. So if you are brand new to NASCAR, a typical week does not start on Wednesday. In fact, sometimes we're it's starting... Too bad. I wish it did. I know, me too. I really got to go back to the days when everybody practiced all, all week. But um, no, but again, this is, this is a, a different week, right? So we start on Wednesday. We got qualifying, which is not necessarily qualifying uh, in that it's, it's qualifying... But there's still several levels of qualifying left to go over the weekend, uh, and that starts on Wednesday night. So, uh, Cody, explain this the first qualifying and, and what that is even meant to do. So, yeah, you'll have your normal, regular qualifying where they you know, go out and run. I think it's two laps. I don't remember how it is for Daytona. I think it is two. But you go out and you put your lap down, basically. Uh, and then if you qualify on the front row, um, you're locked in. First place, you're going to start on the pole. Second place, you're going to start outside row one unless you have to go to a backup car, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but you're locked into your spots. And then everything else from there on back, so third place. Um, so that, so that you, after qualifying, you go into the dual races, which will be on Thursday, um, Thursday evening. That's always fun. Short races to basically set the lineup for the 500, allow the open cars to race their way in. Um, so the guy who's, who wins the pole, he'll start you know, first place in, in the dual number one. The guy who starts finishes qualifies third. We'll start second place, fifth will start third, so on and so forth. The odd numbers determine the first duel, the even numbers determine the second duel. Um, and so what will happen, those duels will happen. Usually the guy who starts in the pole is going to drop out of the way and get out of the way and fall out of there because he's locked in. He need to race for it. Everybody else is racing to where they line up. If you win duel number one, you start in third place, assuming you're not the pole sitter. You know, second place would then start fifth, seventh. That sets the inside. Duel two sets the outside. Uh, so that's how it goes. There will be, um, let's see, there's 36 spots. We're going to have six open cars in this. Um, I need to, I should have double checked on this beforehand, but did, I don't remember if a couple of them lock in on time or um, I don't remember how they did that. Well, we'll I'll look into that when we get to the break here in a second and, and double check how that's going to work. But yeah, that's how we're going to set the, the lineup for the 500. So qualifying, traditional qualifying on Wednesday night. And then Thursday will be those dual races, which we get DFS for those, or we have in the past anyways. I haven't seen those contests up there yet, but we have in the past. Those are always fun. I would assume those will be back. Um, and then, yeah, that'll set the set the lineup for Sunday's 500, which uh, let's cross our fingers that uh, we actually get in on Sunday because uh, that, that dirty R word Oof. in the forecast. Uh, we, we will not, of course, utter that word. We don't like to curse on this program. Uh, <laughs> not that word anyways, but uh Hopefully that doesn't happen, and, and we'll have our, our race on Sunday. 
Yeah, and honestly, if that oh my god, if that we want to what do you want to you want to know where the weather's like? Just uh, schedule a uh, schedule a race, right? That's that's what we talked about. Um, and, and so listen, the good the good part about it is that all that craziness though is just for the cup. All the rest of the series do uh, normal type of qualifying. Cup is the only thing that has all of the duels and all the other stuff. So as we get closer, and of course, if you're brand new to this show, we don't only do cup picks. We actually, through the rest of this week, we'll do Xfinity. We will do trucks. We'll give you DFS. We'll give you underdog. We'll give you all kinds of stuff to to bet on, to play on, to have some fun with all week long. So um, again, as we start to get into this qualifying, in fact, this will be the first, uh, with this week, you know, Wednesday, we'll, we'll know kind of more of what's going on uh, for the Cup Series as well. So when we start building our lineups for Underdog, for DFS, it kind of, I mean, we don't have it solidified yet, but we definitely will have kind of a better idea of what's going on, especially with the pole sitter and, and, and that sense. So, uh, yeah, I mean, keep with us all week long because we've got, like I said, all three series that we'll be giving you. So this isn't it. This is not the only episode of the week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, in Trucks and Xfinity. If you've not gotten into them, if you've not bet on them, you've not played DFS on them, they are just as much, if not more fun than the Cup Series is. I feel like we've got a little more of an edge there as well, uh, which is a lot of fun. Just real quick, Rod, I, I did find it. I, I said that 36, or I think I said 40. Well, I don't know what I said, but there's 40 spots for 42 drivers is definitely what I meant to say, if that's not what I said. Um, so there's 42 drivers entered, 40 spots going to happen. 36 charter cars are locked in. Those are the cars I run every week. They have the charters, of course. Um, and, and then you've got the six open drivers. The two fastest on in qualifying night will lock themselves in um, unless they race then Thursday in if they you know race in in their thing, then the time would go to the next guy, basically. So two of those open drivers uh, will lock it in. and then uh, the the other open guys will race for it in the in the dual format on Thursday. Swear to God, I gotta get that uh, sound of of Al Michaels trying to explain the basketball playoffs. That's that's what it sounds like half the time when we start doing this stuff. But um, well, Cody, we said it uh, as we were about to start recording. We're not getting into any news because we don't really care. We just want to make some picks. So I think it's time to start making some picks. How about you? Let's do it. Let's do it. But first, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, and college basketball. But wait, NASCAR too. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite fantasy players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win up to 100x with some spicy plays. You want a spicy play? Well, it may not be spicy, spicy, but I'm going to give you right now the one Chris Busher. I'm going to tell that he's going to finish worse than seventh. That is my underdog pick for this episode right now. I'm going to tell you Chris Busher is going to finish worse than seventh position in the Daytona 500. That is my underdog pick for today's show. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash. Over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com, when you sign up with the promo code RACESGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code RACESGPN. I hope I didn't stomp on one of your picks uh, as a Chris Busher in there. So I think we're good. I know I don't see you, Chris Busher on there. You did not stomp on one of my picks. Okay, good. Uh, just real quick to touch on the open drivers for this. Guys will not be locked into the race. We will be talking about some of them in, in our bets. So keep in mind, if you place these bets before the field is set on Thursday night, you know, check with your book, check on the rules. If you bet on one of these guys and they don't make the race, your bet might be voided on some books. Some books might count it as a loss, so you may want to wait to bet it, whatever your decision is there. Um, 
and yes, back to the chat too. Corey Herbert, finally. Yes. yes. That's exactly how we feel. Finally here. Kevin S. Uh, had Niners and Ravens futures. Oh, man, that's rough. Give him a Daytona five uh, Daytona winner so we can wash the Mahomes out of his mouth. Uh, yes, yeah. love it. Absolutely. Yeah, wash that Mahomes yeah. out of my well, mouth, please. I'm well, so I'm so done with that. <laughs> Rod's tired of the Mahomes as well. Luckily, I was on the Chiefs, so I did win win money. Despite I wasn't really rooting for them, but it worked out for for money wise. So you got to take that that emotional hedge. Um, but okay, so open cars for the 500. Uh, New York Racing has a a car listed on the entry list. Um, but the driver is TBD. We've not really heard any. I mean, there's not really even been any rumors to who this car driver or this driver might be. I'm making we my really announcement know. on on Tuesday, just so you know. <laughs> Rod will be entering. It's the 44 car, which I believe I want to say last time they entered that car was Greg Biffle, maybe even. Uh, so who knows? I, it could be any number of people. I, I don't really know what the what the plan is there. That would be the car probably most likely to not make the race, but we said that about cars last year that ended up making it. So Kaz Grala is going to be in uh, a third entry for Front Row Motorsports in the 36. David Reagan is going to be in the 60 car for RFK. Anthony Alfredo is taking over the Beard Motorsports 62. BJ McLeod, no longer a chartered car. Of course, they sold that charter to Spire. Um, you know, and, and uh, Zane Smith will be in there for Spire via Trackhouse, of course, that whole thing. So BJ is an open car. And uh, Jimmy Johnson, of course, the seven-time champion, not guaranteed to make the big race, Rod. Uh, he is in the third car for Legacy, a Toyota, nonetheless, for Jimmy Johnson. So his first outing in a Toyota and uh, his first of, I believe, nine races they've got him scheduled for this season. So, uh, yeah, we're going to see lots of lots of Jimmy this year. I'm going to see him at Kansas in person, which is going to be great. I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, that's, those are your open cars. So of course, again, not locked into the field. So keep that in, in mind when we bring those up or, or when you go to bet on those guys, um, you might get the better price now, but depending on your books rules or what you're willing to, to lose, if they don't make the race, you know, two of those guys will not make the race. So, well, again, just keep an eye on it because as we've said before, anything can and will happen on a super speedway. So we definitely need to keep our eyes peeled. All right. If you are brand new to this show every single day that we give you picks, we give you six of our favorite picks. We'll give you five, whatever they are, top fives, top tens, head to heads, sometimes manufacturers, sometimes whatever it is we decide we want to give you in those five. Uh, we'll give you that. And then at the end of the show, we always load you up with our, our winning picks of the show uh and and again you know th that's what we're that's what we're aiming to do we're trying to give you picks but we're also educating you on how to bet as well so we don't want you just to blindly tail our picks while we will give you the picks that we like and the picks that we feel like uh, are going to hit understand that nascar is a living nascar is a lot less like a, a, a sport you normally bet if you haven't bet it then you know <laughs> i love it oh sorry chris chris uh chris tamber jumping in the chat cool rod is still alive yes i am my friend we we <laughs> i've he's, tried i've tried survived. very hard that's the good thing about nascar starting right after the super bowl if your team loses uh you just you turn right into into racing and now he's gonna take all his anger out on the books uh when it comes to his nascar picks i told cody i said i had three hours of driving today to sort of work through all of the stages of of grief and and remorse and so i'm good now i i've i've done i've dealt with my demons it's on to NASCAR for us. But again, so we'll give you all those picks. We, we totally want you to learn as the season progresses 
how to make these picks also uh, and a little more educated. That way you can, you know, if you say if we say something, you're like, oh, no, that's not right. Then you go back and you're like, okay. But normally we, we try to just give you our picks and, and let you, you know, tail the ones you are. We'll give you a lot of them. So obviously pick and pick and choose from what we give you and choose wisely. But again, we, we try to research as much as we can to get you where you need to go. But uh, ultimately the pick's on you. Yes, Chris also with the emotional hedge. Uh, one money, of course, that's that's the thing that always puts the Band-Aid on it. Uh, sick of them winning. Jeremy also likes Brad Keselowski, 12-1 to 1 with KFB, 14-1. to 1. Some books have him at 16-1. to 1. We are going to be talking about at least one of those drivers, so uh, he is on the list. Rod, of course, said six picks or five picks or whatever he said. I always cheat the system. I just cram more picks <laughs> in each box and give you more picks than that, but uh, oh, well, it works out. Well, speaking of picks... <laughs> Let's load them up. Give give us your first first oh, official God. race pick of the season, Cody. I can't handle it. All right, I got to say it too because I always say it when it comes to the super speedways. You got to treat these super speedways like you're going to lose all these bets, no matter what. They're a mess. They can be a disaster. We know anybody can win these races. We know that wrecks are going to happen. You just it's going to be chaos. So you're trying to find the value out there, which is great. Get a lot of big numbers, a lot of fun stuff you can hit. But you got to go into this with the mindset you're not going to hit any of these bets. Anything you hit, it makes it a fun day. That's why it's so much fun to bet on these. Rod, there is a commandment when it comes to super speedway racing, and the commandment is... Thou shalt always fade Kyle Larson. Thank you very much. Kyle Larson, again, love the dude. One of the greatest drivers, one of the greatest wheelmen on planet Earth, maybe in the history of all time. But when it comes to super speedways, Rod, he is not good. He has 41 career super speedway starts. Uh, when I say Super Speedway, I do count the four Atlanta races um, since the repave when it's become a Super Speedway. So he's got 41 career Super Speedway starts. Rod, he has one top five finish in 41 starts. It is not good. Um, you go back over his five last five races at Daytona. Oh, by the way, the bet. I, I suppose I should give you the bet if, if you want it. Um, I have Alex Bowman, his teammate, over Kyle Larson. It's plus 100 over on Superbook. The books are wising up a little bit. They're not giving us as many matchups with him. Um, they, they're putting him against Truex in a lot of scenarios, which is the other guy who's not great at super speedways. Um, so there is that. But I do like Bowman with him at even money. Uh, we don't get much into head-to-heads on super speedways because it is so hard to predict. You're not getting a lot of good numbers. This is my one head-to-head for the day. Last five finishes at Daytona for Kyle Larson. 27th, 18th, 37th, 32nd, and 20th. Last five for Alex Bowman, 6th, 5th, 14th, 24th, and 7th. That is five for five in favor of Alex Bowman the last five times we've been to this track. Go to Talladega for um, Kyle Larson. He has a 15th, a 33rd, and 18th, a 4th. That was his one career top five finish, of course. Um, And then 37th, 40th, 39th, and 24th for some of his most recent finishes there. Um, For Bowman, uh, you know, he it's they've split it over the last eight basically. Bowman's got four, Larson's got four, so not quite as good at Talladega. But you go over to Atlanta, it's not been good for Larson there either. A 31st, a 31st, a 13th, and a 30th, three 30ths or worse at, at Atlanta for him since the repave into, a, into the super speedway configuration. Alex Bowman, three for four on beating him at those. So, again. Uh, you know, and, and Chris says he hates that commandment. He's going to win one. He says this year, uh, he has to, I, it's not that he can't win them, right? Anybody can win these races. And we know that, um, and 
throughout this race, he's going to be mixing it up up front. He's going to be leading laps, and you're going to be like, this dude's good at super speedways. What was he, what was he talking about? And then it might not happen till overtime, like last Daytona 500, but it always gets him. He cannot avoid the wrecks. He's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. He always wrecks out. So give me Alex Bowman over Kyle Larson. Even money plus 100 over on Superbook. Um, got You know, until it stops working, you just got to fade Kyle Larson. It just, again, he's so great. He's such a good driver. He just cannot do it. And he's admittedly, he, he'll say it, right? He he just can't figure it out on super speedways. He doesn't like the style of racing. He's just not good at it. And that's that's his that's his kryptonite is super speedway racing. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just continue to fade it. Alex Bowman over Kyle Larson plus 100. And and Chris, I know, I but see, we'd rather we'd rather keep winning and then lose if he does, than keep losing and win when he, you know, it's just it's a matter of pick your poison. He's gonna do it more often than he's not, as far as losing on super speedways. So well, and like, you just take your lumps when he does win one. His his outright's only fifteen to one. I've seen some people who are like, oh, you never get Larson to fifteen to one. Like, yeah, you don't, but you're getting it here because he's one for forty one, even in the top five. Like. He just if he if he wins a race, great at Super Speedway, that's fine. Uh, but I, I will have zero remorse for not betting on him because he is historically so bad at uh, at at Super Speedways. Indeed, uh, Nick, I feel your pain as well. Hi, buddy. It is on today, Tona. So we'll uh, both Nick and I in the, in the chat over there. We're Niners fans, so we both feel each other's pain. So uh, Ooh, all right, Pat Taser saying to parlay Larson to win the five hundred and, and the Indy five hundred. I mean, that's a fun parlay to take. I like the Indy five hundred bet more than the Daytona five hundred bet. If yeah. that tells you anything, that'd be a, that'd be a fun one to to sort of ride your chips on. But okay, uh, all right. I will set up my pick, but I first want to tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter. This NBA season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting platform, uh, sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with the Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Alright, so for my first bet of my first official pick, I love it so much, uh, I'm swinging for the fences and I really don't care if this one misses. I just feel like Josh Berry has the opportunity to get himself a top 10. If I'm rolling the dice and I'm rolling it on any sort of car, it's that four car, right? And at plus 240 as for a top 10, the thing about top 10 odds, especially on super speedways, is that they're not quite as sexy as the rest of them because, you know, they're the, the, oh, the outrights are always at least 11 to 1 or more. You know, the top threes are somewhere in the three, four hundreds. And so when you're getting down into the top 10s, and you're getting the plus 110s, you're getting the plus whatever. 240 for somebody who, you know, again, is driving a, a car that was parked in the top 10 for a better part of its career, right? Of course, that was the driver. I get it. I know Kevin Harvick is is the perennial top 10 guy. Uh, but by the same token, sometimes I feel like the car's got memory. I'm just saying. Like, the, sometimes I feel like that car knows what it's like to be in the top 10. And 
when you look at these this teammates, they do love to stick together. They do love to kind of get themselves in a bunch, right? These SHR guys. Now, granted, we know that they're a whole different breed now. It's Almirola's gone, uh, Harvick is gone, so now you got Briscoe, you got Priest, you got Barry, uh, and and Gragson. So you're just kind of like, hmm. Which one's going to come out on top of that? But I feel like Josh Berry for a top 10 at plus 240 is not a bad bet to make. Not the most perfect of, of super speedway drivers. He's got one cup start in the cup series, but he was racing the 42 car, and he ended up finishing 22nd. But as you know, on a super speedway, the difference between 22nd and 10th sometimes is not always that big of a, of a difference, right? It's just a matter of did you get shuffled back in the mix? Did you... Uh, did you drop out of the draft at the wrong time? Did you make a wrong move? Did nobody go with you? Um, and that 42 car, obviously, with Legacy uh, last year, that was the uh, um, that was the fall race where Gragson was booted out of that that car, and so they had to replace it with somebody. And Josh Berry stepped in uh, on I think that was even on short notice, if I believe he's he came in on short notice on that one. Uh, and didn't realize he was going to be driving. And so he ended up 22nd in a race that he didn't think he was going to be driving. Uh, and, and he started 29th. As far as uh, Super Speedway-esque type races and, and, and the Xfinity Series for him in the 8 car, he actually had a pretty solid couple of finishes uh, on that configuration in Xfinity. A 2nd place, a 7th place, and a 19th. So just outside of the top 10 in his last start in Atlanta. Uh, but he did lead 34 laps in that one. Talladega, he's got a 5th place finish, an 11th place, a ninth place. Sandwiched between two 30th place finishes, which is kind of tough. But, uh, again, it just shows that he can be in the right place at the right time. What did he do in Xfinity and Daytona? Uh, 27th, 16th, 18th, 26th, 17th. I know a lot of this doesn't scream top 10 potential, but he's in a far better car than he was last year. That 42 car, while good, was not as good as the four. So now he's in SHR equipment. Now he's in some pretty decent equipment for a guy who uh, who's making his, his debut with SHR. So, I, like I said, I feel like a top 10. Fords generally do okay at super speedways. Um, and you're going to see these manufacturers jump around, too. You're going to see Ford jump out. You're going to see Toyota jump out. You're going to see Chevy jump out. And then... A pit strategy is going to change the whole damn thing, and the whole, whole manufacturer group is going to pull off at once, and then everybody else is going to go up to the front. So I think for, for Barry, it's just a matter of staying out of trouble, staying with the right folks, and staying toward the front. If he does all of those things, I think a top 10 finish for him, he's, he's a good enough driver to get it done, right? I think he's talented enough to get a top 10, uh, and I think if the situation's right, that plus 240 is a good price for him to do it. I just, I don't know. I'm just not on the Josh Berry train. I, I don't love not. it, Rod. You don't have um, to be. It's okay. I, There's still yeah, room I, on the bandwagon when he when he does well. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, if he does well, we'll we'll go back and and bet on him for sure later on. But I don't know. I'm just I'm not sold from Barry until I I see a little bit. I think that he's gonna struggle stepping in to fill those those big shoes over there. So I don't know. I'm not uh, not super huge on him. I know you're not. Like I said, you don't have to be. I, I'll do it for both of us. <laughs> we did uh, have uh, a question from Nick Fortune. Uh, he just joined. What about Ty Gibbs over Joey Logano plus 110? The Joey Logano side of that is minus 114 or minus 140. Do not lay that on anyone on a super speedway. Um, we both do like Ty Gibbs a little bit, mm -hmm. um, but one of us likes Joey Logano as well. So I don't hate it. Again, I'm trying to avoid the the head-to-heads too much on the super speedways it's just it is more of a coin toss than anything so 
try to try to kind of stay away a little bit. Yeah, indeed. Uh, all right, Cody, where are we going next? Next up for me, I am going to jump over into the top five market. Give me AJ Allmendinger. Let's let's start with AJ Allmendinger. You take him top five. He's plus eight fifty over on DraftKings. Look, AJ Allmendinger is really really good super speedway racer. I say this every time we come to the super speedways because you think him of as a road course guy. Of course, he's very good at those. We know, but he's good at super speedways as well. He finished 29th in the fall, so not a great race, but sixth place in last year's Daytona 500. Before that, he hadn't started a cup race at Daytona since 2018, but in the 2018 Daytona 500, third place. And then before that, he had a 10th and 8th and another third place in the 17 500. So in his last three Daytona 500s, he is third, third, and sixth place. That is pretty strong statistics um for aj his two atlanta starts in the cup series on the new configuration 16th and third then if you go back to his xfinity stats at daytona his last four finishes rod in xfinity third second second and fifth that is great um his last two date talladega races in xfinity a win in a third place um in his two races at atlanta in xfinity a 10th and a third place getting to the end of these races which the most important thing about these top bets for top fives, top manufacturers, top tens, whatever the case is, finish the race, right? That's the hardest part. That's the thing some guys just can't seem to do. Guys like Kyle Larson just have such a hard time finishing the race. He's great during the race, but he can't get to the end. AJ's very good at avoiding the chaos. Of course, we know you can't always avoid it, but he's good at getting to the end. Um, so love him to get in the top five. Plus 850 on DraftKings, that's a really good number. And then David Reagan. We talked about this in the offseason when it was announced he was going to be in this RFK car. Love betting David Reagan on super speedways. I'm going to take him over on Bet365. They have his top five at plus 1,000, so 10 to 1. And then DraftKings has his top three number at 22 to 1. Love some David Reagan this weekend. Um, he did finish uh, ninth place in the fall of 2022 at Talladega um, and eighth place in the 500 that year. So an eighth and a ninth. In his last full-time season in 2022 before he retired, or actually, that I think that was after he retired, but at least when he was running those cars, both in Rick Ware cars, I would like to note. Not great cars by any means. Survive till the end. Be there. This season, he's going to be in a Roush car, which I don't know if you saw Roush at any point on Super Speedways last year. Now, the Ford is different this year, but he can also work with Keselowski. He can work with Busher. We know how good those guys are. Um he finished fourth place in the Daytona 500 in 2020. A very good finish, obviously, there. He had a sixth place in July of 2016 as well in a BK Racing car in that one. So, again, it doesn't have to be good cars, and yet he is in a good car this week. Um, he's got a win here in a summer race. Should have a win at Talladega. Of course, he went below the double yellow lines. They gave the win to Tony Stewart. Um, and uh, he was 18th in his Atlanta start, which, again, not the best result, but Still alive at the end, made it to the end of that race. Not quite as much chaos, so didn't move up. So David Reagan, love him. One of those guys not guaranteed to make the race, so he may not even end up in it. But if he does end up in the race, uh, and that's the thing, is if these guys end up in the race, it doesn't matter if they almost made it or if they you know, were close to not making it because in the race, doesn't matter with the draft. Uh, so his top five plus a 10 to 1 and his top three plus 2,200 for David Reagan. You know, I love me some AJ Allmendinger. Cannot complain with you on that one. Uh, I may, I mean, look, if I'm making a case for Josh Berry, I can't fault you on a David Reagan. Much, much more experienced cup driver, so I'll, I'll float you on that one. But I'm not super speedway ace. Uh, I'm not David that's confident. Reagan. 
Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to throw a couple more in the top ten, and I'm just going to go ahead and bleed the the Legacy Motor Club uh, all the way through. And I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't necessarily uh, set out to to pick on the 42 car, but apparently I am because uh, here comes John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, driver of the 42 car. I'm going to put him inside the top 10 at plus 290. And I'm also going to throw in uh, Jimmy Johnson. I'm trying to read his name correctly. But yeah, Jimmy Johnson, um, top 10 at plus 300 as well. Two two really good top 10 odds for two brand new Toyotas. And we talked about this too over the course of the offseason as far as Toyota not always being the strongest on super speedways because of the fact that they weren't a big enough stable, I suppose, to compete with the the Chevys and the Fords because there weren't nearly as many Toyotas out there as there were Chevys and, of course, Chevys for sure, but Fords for sure. Uh, and so for me, I feel like now that there's a couple more cars in the mix, right? You got the 42 uh, out there and the... And the um, why am I blanking on 43? Duh. 43. Yeah, 42, 43. <laughs> I don't know. The most iconic number in, in NASCAR history, probably. I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm still punch <laughs> drunk from the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, so the 42 and the 43 obviously are, are, are in there now. I feel like it gives Toyota a little bit of a boost, a little bit of a, a shove up forward. And, and for Jimmy Johnson's sake, I mean, this guy, I don't even have to rattle off his, his accolades. Like everybody knows what Jimmy Johnson's accomplished, and everybody knows that he is a perennial top 10 a, a perennial threat to win almost any sort of race that you could put out there so um i don't have to really back it up for them but for john hunter nemechek right a good super speedway driver in his own right um not the greatest at talladega in the xfinity series he had a seventh and a sixth place finish in his first couple starts there but then kind of ran into trouble in his last two in 2021 and 2023 he had 22 uh, second place fin- uh 22nd place finish and a 32nd place finish Daytona, sort of a mixed bag as well. An eighth place in 2019, uh, runner-up in 2023 in the spring, and then 28th in uh, in the fall race. But he did start seventh place in both of those. So, I mean, he's decent at pack racing. Not necessarily uh, going to get you a win, but like I said, I feel like a top 10 is not bad. We look at his Atlanta uh, stats, though, too, over the last couple of seasons. Last year especially, an eighth place and a win in Atlanta, in the pack racing. So we know that John Hunter is one of the more dominant racers in the Xfinity series. He's going to be a dominant racer here at some point. I mean, I think he's going to, him and Ty Gibbs, watch out. Because in the Xfinity series, you know, we, we see a lot of the the back and forth between guys like that. And it sort of always tends to carry over. Jimmy Johnson was another one of those guys, right? Kevin Harvick was one of those, Kyle Busch. Like these guys that were coming up through the series, and, and tore up the Xfinity series. It took them a couple of years, but they, they ended up getting uh, to the top of their game in the, in the Cup Series as well. So I think this is what we're going to be seeing. We're going to be seeing a lot of battles between John Hunter and, and Gibbs in this series as well. But so I think Gibbs is, or I think John Hunter is, is equally talented as drivers as Gibbs, and we're giving Gibbs a lot of credit. So again, a top 10 for Gibbs or for uh, John Hunter. Uh, I, keep, I keep talking myself into a corner between Gibbs and Nemechek. Uh, for, yeah, Nemechek. I think a top 10 is, is well within it. And th- my, probably a stronger bet than Barry, uh, but I'm still going to give Barry a shot. And then for Jimmy, that's just me being a homer. So you don't have to follow that one. That one's just me throwing it out there because I could not give Jimmy Johnson a top 10 nod in good conscience. He's a Daytona 500 champion. He's a smart guy. He knows how to, he knows how to, he knows what he's doing, Rod. That 84 car is sexy too, by the way. Yes. I like, I like both those picks. I think that those are both good picks. Rod, before we get to my next pick, 
I want to tell everybody about our Daytona 500 contest. Um, it's here, Daytona 500 week. It's finally here. We have a contest going on. All you got to do, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which you should be subscribed to anyways. Take a screenshot of that, and you uh, go enter the form. I should have the, uh, the 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 code for that, but of course I don't have it right in front of me. So we'll we'll get you that uh, that web address momentarily. But uh, all you got to do is uh, submit that screen and uh, and pick your Daytona 500 winner. It's that simple. You just pick the guy you want to win. As we know, anybody can win this. We've had three wild card winners over the last three seasons. If you're watching on YouTube, of course, Ricky Stenhouse on the graphic here. He won it last year. A hundred dollar, a hundred dollars, and a hundred dollar gift card to the SGPN merch store, so you can get sweet uh, racing gambling podcasts merch or t- refs or terrorist shirts, all Brock Hard Purdy shirts if you're a 49er fan uh, to cheer you back up. Whatever the case may be, uh, all kinds of fun stuff over there. So uh, check that out. Also, if you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/nascar contest. That will take you the that's the direct link. It's also in our pinned tweet, pinned Facebook post, all the fun stuff. Cody's getting so good at ad reads. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> I should have, I, you know, I uh, never mind. <laughs> I should have read the ad read that we wrote for the rest of the shows, but that's okay. <laughs> but <this laughs> maybe I'll do that the rest show. of the week. <laughs> no, we're good. This is our show. We do it how we want it. We do it however we want. Go over there, enter the content. Again, it's free to enter. You pick any, and you can pick anybody. It's not like, a different race where you know Kyle Larson's a heavy favorite. Everybody's got to pick him. Like you can pick anybody, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So and giving away free money, free gift card. It's it's a great time. Next up on our free picks as well, Rod. I'm gonna stick in the Toyota camp with you where you just came from. I'm gonna take Top Toyota. So this has always been a fun one to get into in the Toyota camp in the past because there were six Toyotas, right? And and maybe you know last year we had a seventh because uh, Pastrana was in another 2311 car, or whatever the deal was. So it's basically a larger group than normal. Now it's a larger group this year, right? We've got eight chartered Toyotas and a ninth if Jimmy Johnson makes the race, of course. Um, so definitely a bigger group. But I think the way to attack this still, you pick two guys with a little bit longer odds. You know, Denny's at the top of this, like plus 200. That's pretty rough. You, you don't really want to go that low, probably. I understand he's won the Daytona 500 three times. I understand he's good here, but anything can happen. So I'm going to go down a little farther, uh, but not too far into the Toyota camp. I'm going to take Bubba Wallace at plus 500 to be the top Toyota. And my guy, Ty Gibbs, 7-1 to one to be the top finishing Toyota. Again, all they have to do is be the top finishing Toyota. They don't have to finish in the top five. They don't have to win. They might not even have to finish in the top 10. You just have to beat the other Toyotas, whether that's 30th place or whether it's first place, you can cash these tickets. I think getting in on two guys is the way to go. For Bubba Wallace, we know how good of a super speedway racer he is, right? He, he's won a Talladega before. And he's consistently always at the front. He's learned from and works with Denny Hamlin, the aforementioned guy who's won three Daytona 500s. Pretty good in general everywhere, but specifically at super speedways. Uh, Bubba was 12th in the fall. He did finish 20th in the 500 last year. I think there was some overtime stuff that, that kind of put him back in there. Um, in the fall race in 2022, though, 11th place in the 2022 Daytona 500. Third place. He had a second place in August of 21. He was second in the 500 in 2018. He has been really, really close to winning the Daytona 500 before. He is going to be there at the end, most likely. So he's a guy that I like. Um, He won at Talladega, of course, as I mentioned before. And he's been not running at the end of three of 13 Talladega races. It's 10 of 13. He's still running at the end. What's the most important part to catching a bet like this? Being running at the end. 
when five or six other Toyotas have crashed out. Now you're only racing one or two other ones, whatever the case may be. Um, and then if you go to the Atlanta races, he's been running at the end of all those. Um, so it's it's been a really good run for Bubba Wallace on the super speedways. I think he can keep that up. When it comes to Ty Gibbs, obviously we don't have as big of a playbook on him, right? It's only in his, his second full-time season. He's got a season and a half under his belt after filling in for Kurt Busch. But he's been running at the end of three of the four Daytona races so far. He's got two top 20 finishes. Um, had a chance to win Talladega last year. If you remember, about two laps to go, he ran out of fuel. He was right up front. I, I don't remember if he's leading or he was in the lead pack for sure and had a chance at it. Ran out of fuel, so the result wasn't great there. Um, but he, he had a ninth place at Atlanta last spring as well. So has had good runs in the past for Ty Gibbs. So give me two of the guys out of the Toyota camp to, to be one of them to be the top finishing Toyota. Um, Bubba at plus 550 over on Caesars. And Tyrone Gibbs, plus 700 on Caesars. I love it. Let me stay on Tyrone Gibbs for that. I know that you said that he doesn't have to finish in the top five to be the top Toyota, and that's fantastic. But I think I think we're going to give this young kid a chance to finish inside of the top five. You get this at plus 375. Find that on Bet365 and, and shop around. Obviously, uh, I found the best line there. If your book has a better one, then by all means, go after it. But I, I think uh, for everything that you said in there, but you also have to toss in the fact that, look, in that Talladega race where he ran out of fuel, he started in third place. He's got speed. Like, this guy has speed that he can he can get it to the front. In fact, in last year's fall Daytona race, he started in fifth place before he crashed out in 35. So, um, Ty Gibbs, definitely a guy that can be up there and, and stay up there, right? I mean, were it not for the fuel, were it not for a crash, and the fuel wasn't necessarily his fault. That was just a, a pit strategy call that didn't work out for them. Uh, but yeah, again, it's just a matter of, and then of course in, in last Atlanta's fall race, he started in seventh. So we're talking right around the top five for Ty Gibbs. All he's got to do now is figure out how to stay up there. And I think this is an opportunity now he's in a, another full-time season, right? He got the bugs out. He got all of the butterflies out. Now he's not a rookie anymore. Now he can focus on being the, the kind of driver that we all think he can be. And honestly, that is a top five driver. In in fact, I mean, last year he had four top five finishes. And for a rookie, that's pretty damn good. You know, that that's something that everybody should be able to hang their hat on. Uh, four top fives, ten top ten finishes for Ty Gibbs. Now, granted, a lot of those came at the beginning of the season, right? And we were all sort of uh, hyping it up, and then he sort of fell off toward the end. But, again, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of pitfalls in a long season. For these guys, uh, but he did get a top five at the Roval. He got a, t a top seven at Homestead, uh, Bristol top five. Again, he's a young kid with a lot of talent. So I, I believe we're going to give Ty Gibbs the nod, like you said, for top Toyota. But I also think for a top five, Ash checking in. Evening from England. Sorry if this has been covered, but who uh, do we know who's racing for the NY team? We, we said that we at do. the top. We, we, we actually we, do. We have an announcement. Um, you know, I didn't really want to break it on the podcast, but I will anyways. Rod Gomez is going to be uh, racing that 44 car. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, we do not know who's going to be racing that car. I'd, it's been speculated for a while that they would have an entry, and they're on the entry list. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, no, really no rumors as to who it might be. I don't really, I don't I don't know. I, I have no insight or, or clue at all to who it might be. So we'll cover it later in the week. Um, probably going to be pretty tough to bet on whoever that would be anyways. You could consider a top 10 or a top five if it's long enough, if it's a really chaotic race. You know, it's going to be tough for that car to probably even make the show. Uh, if they do make it, though, and it's a very, you know, crash fest and they just kind of 
hang out back and survive, right? We all know it, it can be that way. So we'll see, but uh, I'll be interested to see who gets in the car, of course. Yep. Uh, like I said, it, it's not me. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, guys. I know you want me to get in there uh, and race, but with the NASCAR Gambling Podcast sponsor, Rod hasn't saved up enough money to buy that ride just yet. <laughs> Yeah. I lost it all. He's in the still, he's still stacking his pennies over there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I stacked it and knocked it down last night. Um, all right, Cody, then what do we have next for you? Yeah, next up for me, I'm going to go over to the Justin Haley camp. Let's not forget about Mr. Haley moving over to Rick Ware Racing, of course, from Colleague. Is that a downgrade, Rod? Maybe, might not be. We don't know. <laughs> but uh, I do think that Rick Ware is going to have their program stepped up a little bit this year. But again, on the super speedways, it doesn't matter as much because you just got to survive. You got to be there. I had mentioned earlier, David Reagan, of course, had a couple of great finishes in the Rick Ware cars over the last couple of years on the super speedways. So I'm going to take Haley to finish in the top 10. This is a plus 290. Then I'm also going to take him group E over on Caesars. He's plus 240 to win. That group is Jimmy Johnson, Harrison Burton, and Noah Gragson. Again, I love Jimmy, and, and you're going to have some bets that cover on him as well where maybe you hit that and you don't hit this, or you don't and you can hit both. I do like Jimmy, but he's not even guaranteed to make the race. So that's that's one caveat in there, right? Burton, uh, it's not been great, right? He finds his way up front, it seems like, and then he always causes the wrecks, I think. So uh, and Noah Gragson, uh, I don't know. We, we just gotta see him settle into this. It's a lot of pressure on him, right? He's he's you know, he showed up well at the clash and, and performed okay, he got into the race. I'll say that. So that was great. Uh, he was like seven laps down, four laps into the race, but he made the show, so that was that was something to look at, right? But I just don't totally, totally believe it. Um, and yeah, JDK says, isn't Rick partnering with RFK this year? Yes, they are, and, and they seem to have stepped that partnership up, right? And Justin Haley, everybody was kind of like, why are you going to Rick Ware? What is this about? And Justin was very, you know, Brad Keselowski sat in on that meeting with them. You know, Justin didn't even realize they had a partnership, and Brad was there saying, look, we believe that this team can be a winner, and, and they're stepping up that program. Uh, they've got that partnership. They're going to have hopefully three cars in the 500 with with Busher and Brad, of course, and and then Reagan. So maybe they can all work together. But um, Haley is just, he's been very good. He's got a win at Daytona in the past. I get it. It's weird circumstances. The rain, they didn't pit, all of that. But hey, a win is still a win. Um, so you love that. He finished sixth here at Daytona in a Spire car as well in just a normal race. He has an average 17.7 finish over seven races. Not bad. He's he's only got one DNF and eight Talladega starts. Um, again, you know, and that was his very first start. So he's seven for seven finishing them since his first start. Um, sixth in the fall in Talladega, had a 19th, a 15th, and a 12th before that. Again, all solid finishes, making it to the end. Um, Atlanta, he's got an eighth, a 22nd, a seventh, and an 11th. Again, good, strong finishes. How many wins does he? I should have wrote down his Xfinity wins in Daytona because he's got a ton of them. He's won three or four super speedways in Xfinity as well uh justin haley's a very good plate guy don't forget him just because he went over to rick Ware racing especially at a super speedway track i think they can show up and be just fine so give me haley top 10 plus 290 and give me him to win group e plus 240 over johnson burton and Gregson. look so long as he gets into the right draft a lot of it is picking the draft the right line at the right time to move yourself up i mean you can be in 25th position that third line starts to to you know i'm okay four cars behind you but you you know you get those right four cars with the right momentum and all of a sudden you're getting shoved toward the front you know or you could be in 15th and 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 find that second line's moving faster it just 
this is all a chess game. One and one wreck in front of you, and you make it through. Mm-hmm. Austin Dillon cashing a thirty-three to one for us at Daytona a couple of years ago. Right, he was what nineteenth place, the first driver of, of nineteen cars that made it through that wreck, and that's just how it works on on these. Yeah. So again, it's just a matter of you can make a case for anything just by saying chaos at Daytona, and and you could be completely right. Uh, speaking of chaos at Daytona, I'm gonna go back to where was that uh, that comment that we had. Uh, even year Logano is always a threat. Kevin S. Yes, even year Logano is always a threat, and I will give you even year Logano as a top three car at four to one over on DraftKings. I could begin and end my argument with even year Logano, but I won't. I will also tell you that Logano uh, has been great pretty much all over the place, but uh, Daytona over the last couple of races, especially. Last or last year in the Daytona 500, he was the runner-up, led 12 laps, and then in the fall race, he was fifth place in Daytona. Overall, though, not really the greatest of all stats. I mean, he he has eight top fives in 30 starts on this track. But again, this is kind of even your Logano, and you're gonna you're gonna roll with that narrative. Uh, Talladega, not necessarily the greatest, so he's not a, a fantastic plate racer, but. Now that Atlanta's a plate race, right, or a, a drafting race, he does have a win in that configuration as well. He's gotten better, you know, again, but it's Joey Logano. You can't really count him out of anything at this point. Uh, so 4-1 to one for Joey Logano to be a top three car, I think I like that. But again, I love the even-year Logano part of it as well. Look, these Fords, they're going to stick together. We know this, right? We know that they're all going to be in lockstep. They'll probably have the same pit strategies and they'll partner up when they come off of pit road and everything like that so a veteran guy like logano he tends to get his nose stuck where he doesn't belong sometimes too on super speedways which is why the finishes aren't always there so i'm just hoping that he stays out of trouble and that he is able to ride himself up and i think four to one for a vet like logano on a top three bet not a bad opportunity and not a bad thing to take yeah again he's the hardest guy to to figure out so if rod believes in him I'll believe in him as well. So, uh, and, and we know he's good at super speedways. We've seen it before. Penske, specifically, very good at super speedways. All three of those guys have won, uh, you know, big races at super speedways. Austin's won the 500 before. Joey's won the 500 before. Ryan, of course, owns Talladega basically at this point. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a very solid team. Indeed. Uh, checking in with Ash real quick, saying always a tough look, call. Look at Ash's head. timing. On, look at Ash's timing. We'll get there. The yeah, it's this great. weekend, LaJoy <laughs> to finish ahead of Gilliland. Uh, and then, of course, LaJoy minus 120 to finish ahead of Gilliland, 110. See, I'm using American say, format. Yes, good job using the American format. We appreciate that. Uh, minus 120 is a lot to lay on a head-to-head. As much as I love Corey LaJoy, especially on a super speedway, I just I'm trying to avoid the head-to-heads on super speedways as, as much as I can, just because it is tough. But Rod, if you want to go ahead and take your break now, um, we will move into the the Corey LaJoy car lift session a section of this. We have uh, no break. Of course, you just get the well, car lift going. It's a break for oh, me. Oh, break for me. For, oh yeah, for yeah, 30 yeah. minutes about Corey LaJoy. <laughs> so you sit back and relax. Here's the Corey LaJoy photo. Of course, if you're new to the show, I keep it right here by me. Uh, beautiful man. I love him. Unofficial uh, fan club president, but he has made me so much fucking money in the past on super speedways. And we ride the car lift, you know, in football, the SGPN guys, they've got, uh, they've got the football ladders. They climb over here. Thanks to JDK. We've got the car lift and we 
we ride that lift up to the top. So, Corey LaJoy, we're taking the whole freaking car lift. We're going to start the bottom rod. Top 10 finish, plus 290. No big deal. That's nice and easy. We're going to move that lift up a little bit and uh, squeak in a top five. Plus 800 is top three over on Bet365, 18 to 1. Oh, this is the one he's cashed for us multiple times on the Super Speedways. Top Chevrolet, 25 to 1. But Cody, Chase Elliott, and Kyle Larson, and Hendrick, and all these Chevrolets, the biggest manufacturer. I get it. I get it. But you look back, ninth place sometimes is the best Chevrolet, 12th place sometimes. Corey has done it multiple times for us in the past. He's cashed this. Of course, Rod. You're going to take that car lift all the way to the top and stop it 65 to 1. Corey LaJoy to win over on FanDuel. Uh, look, I love Corey LaJoy, obviously. I'm very biased because I uh, he's made me so much money. That's But see, that's the thing is that's why I love him because he's been that secret. And it's becoming not so much of a secret. Now people are starting to catch on and the, the numbers drop. We're not getting the 250 to ones that we almost hit on him to win a couple of years ago, but still getting good numbers. You go back and you look at his uh, at his Daytona 500 or his Daytona finishes lately. Tenth place, sixteenth, had a thirtieth in there. Right, got caught up in a wreck. Fourth, sixteenth, he was ninth in the 2021 500. Eighth in the 2020 500. Had a sixth place finish here in the fall of 2019. Um, three of his 14 starts. That's how many times he's not finished at Daytona. Eleven of 14, he has made it to the end of Daytona. Again, one of the most key parts, right? Yes, there's all these Chevrolets. But one crash takes out three-quarters of the Chevrolets. Now he's only got to beat a few of them. It makes a big difference. Um, his Atlanta finishes, Rod, he has a 31st place, but he has a fourth place. A 21st place, which is very deceiving because with two laps to go, he was leading the race and cashing our 250-to-1 ticket before he ended up in the wall, unfortunately. Um, so he almost won that race. He had fifth place in the other race. Had a fourth place at Talladega in the fall. <laughs> Top Chevrolet, I guess who cashed it that? I'm pretty sure he cashed it that day. Um, but it, again, he's made us a lot of money. He's really good at super speedways. He has a seventh place finish as well. He's been running at eleven at the end of eleven of twelve Talladega starts. He's very very good. He knows that these are his chances. Right, everybody wants to win it. Imagine, you know, a guy going his entire career and having all these starts, and finally, you know, four hundred starts into it, Michael McDowell wins the Daytona five hundred. We just saw this story two years ago in the Daytona 500 when Michael McDowell did it. A guy that's been around forever, slugging away, having good races. McDowell finally broke through. Time for Corey to break through. Hopefully he can get the win and cash every single leg of this lift. That would be beautiful, but hopefully we'll at least cash some of them. Uh, but yeah, top 10, top 5, top 3, top Chevy, and to win the race, all chips in on Mr. Corey LaJoy. He's going to make us some money again this weekend, I think. Your Jackman's arms are tired at this point. That is <laughs> jacking that car up, baby. Stinking. That dude, he had to have worked out a ton the day before, <laughs> or maybe his arms are too sore. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I've learned to not argue with you about Corey LaJoy because I'm not going to win that bet. I'll shut uh, you off. I know. <laughs> well, I'll have to cut bet all of that stuff then, won't we? Um, all right. So, well, it wouldn't be me if I did not give you a winning car number bet for this race. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to take the over side. It's 21 and a half is what it's set at. The over is at plus 170. As we've talked about too, a lot of times on these super speedways, it's just a matter of, listen, if you're going to take a side of something, take the plus money side of it because anything can and will happen. So it's better to take the bigger plus money number 
than it is to sort of kind of try to lay any sort of juice or even take the smaller edge of that. So uh, over 21 and a half. Well, who's over that line? Well, we know Joey Logano's over that line. We just talked about him uh, just a second ago. Bubba Wallace, William Byron. You got Michael McDowell, a past winner here. You've got Kaz Grala, who you can accidentally have win. You got Priest. You got Nemechek. You got Eric Jones. You've got Tyler Reddick. You've got Stenhouse, a former winner. You got Bowman. You've got Haley, who we just talked about, too. You got Gibbs. You got Reagan. You got Zane Smith, baby. You got Carson Hosevar. Uh, you've got BJ McLeod and then Jimmy Johnson and Daniel Suarez. So there's a lot of heavy hitters. And I know there's a lot of heavy hitters on the north side of that line, too, or south side, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, but, you know, you got Chastain, you got Cindric, Dillon, uh, Larson, Kozlowski, LaJoy, like you said, Bush, Elliott, uh, Hamlin, Blaney, eh, a little Briscoe, I guess, but uh, Truex and Bell. But again, like I said, I think there's a lot more on the other side of that, on the over side of that, that you can basically just throw a dart and, and, and get it right. So I, I like the, the plus 170 side of this, this plus of this uh, number bet for sure. And, and who knows, you know, again, it, it just could be any number. It could be Jimmy Johnson and, and then you'll make a shit ton of money because you'll follow me in the next bet as well. But yeah, I just, I like, I like the, I like the number of what you're getting on the other side. Sometimes on these number bets, you don't necessarily get the greatest. And then when you start to section them off, like they are for a super speedway, I don't like taking blocks of numbers. I don't like to take the, you know, between 10 and 19 because that, that hamstrings you too much. So give me the over 21 and a half, uh, for the driver winning number at plus 170. Yeah, I like the the plus money side of it. You're getting uh, the windows are real tough on a track like this. I like you're kind of splitting the field in half, getting one side of it. Uh, Jeremy says, just remember Keselowski's due. That's the other good thing about taking a number bet like this. If you want to bet on Brad Keselowski, you just go bet on him. You're not going to care if you don't hit the car number one. But you know, then you've got everybody above 21 and a half, and Brad Keselowski, or and Kyle Busch, or and Corey LaJoy, whoever else you've bet on underneath that number. So you're kind of getting both sides of the deal. And again, if if they hit your outright, you're not going to care that you missed out on the on the winning card number anyway. So it is a nice way to to shift off, you know, in a way like that. So and I think at plus 170, it's a good number. Indeed. Uh well, all that's left now, Cody, is to give out our winners. Woof. Let's go. Who's gonna raise the Harley J Earl at the end of the day? Our first winning picks of the season. Of course, Rod, I loaded this box up as well. Again, if you're not used to betting on NASCAR, whatever the case is, anybody can win this race. More so, not anybody can win at every track. At the Super Speedways, literally anybody in the field can win. Now, there is odds for a reason, right? And, and the guys towards the top have a better opportunity. But it's been three wildcard winners the last couple of seasons. I wouldn't be shocked to see it happen again. Could be a favorite as well. So um, just however you're going. But I've taken four outrights here. Of course, you got the Corey LaJoy. That doesn't count. He's in his own section there. Four outrights over here. You can split this like the first touchdown, right? Split it up, unit on each, however you want to do it. We don't tell you how to bet. We just help you make the picks. But the guys that I am on, Rod, I'm going to start off with Mr. KFB himself. This number is moving quickly. He is down to 10 to 1 on some books. So uh, 16 to 1 still on FanDuel or MGM, rather, has him 16 to 1. I would hurry up and get over there because his number is dropping quickly. But I know everybody hates my uh, my history lessons, but I have some history lessons for you anyways. Go back to February 18th, 2001. A horrible day for NASCAR, of course. 
Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s accident, and we lose him. We come back to Daytona on February 18th, again specifically, that date in particular. In 2007, Kevin Harvick wins in an RCR car, the number 29, the Daytona 500. We come back again in 2018 on February 18th. Austin Dillon wins in the number three car. Those are the two times we've been back for this race on February 18th. Rod, the Daytona 500 this year is on February 18th. Um, so I would like to point that out. It has been 20 years in 2004 when Dale Jr. won the number in the number eight car at the Daytona 500. It's also been 10 years since Dale Jr. won in the 88. If you want to keep that one's kind of reaching a little bit, but in the eight theme of things, right? So Kyle Busch, 16 to one over on MGM. He's due. Um, there's been a thing floating around out there where he said, you know, 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Somebody else did that at RCR. It's not a real quote. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. I know it's shocking. Everything is true. Abraham is Lincoln 20th? said that, right? <laughs> yes. Abraham Lincoln did say that. Uh, that is correct. Good job, Rod. I'm glad you're up on your history. Yes. Um, this is his 20th season, but he's only started 19 Daytona 500s because he broke his leg in an Xfinity race. Here he won the championship. He didn't start that one. So just that is the one part that's missing. Just don't believe that part if you see it. But everything else lines up. Rod, I, had, I picked him last year to win this race. At the end of regulation, Kyle Busch was winning this race with Austin Dillon in tow. It's going to happen again this year. But this time, Kyle Busch takes it home. 19 tries. This is going to be his lucky time. February 18th is coming into play. All the signs point to it. Kyle Busch is winning this. Get in now. 16 to 1. Number is dropping. People seem to be on him. So get in on Kyle Busch. If Kyle Busch doesn't win it, of course, that's it's possible, I suppose, right? Bubba Wallace dipping back into him. 20 to 1 over on FanDuel. Um, I mentioned him earlier, right? He's he's finished second in the 500 before. He's finished third in the 500 before. He's finished second in the fall race. He has been really, really close. He's so due. You know, we're coming off of off of the momentum of of you know he didn't win anything last year. We got the Netflix show. He was in that, right? Big story. If Bubba Wallace wins the Daytona 500, you know, I don't want to say NASCAR scripted, Rod, but we just had Taylor <laughs> Swift win the Super Bowl. Oh. Now, if Bubba Wallace wins the Daytona 500, right? Sorry, uh, I just threw up in my mouth. It's not scripted. Don't believe any of that shit. That's stupid. But anyways, I still do think Bubba Wallace can win 20 to one. Ross Chastain 30 to one. This is much like my uh, much like my pick for him to win the championship. The number's just too long. It's we're disrespecting him, and I don't fully understand it. Um, and Ross is a really good super speedway driver. So you look back at his couple, last couple finishes at Daytona, 17th. He had a ninth place in the 500 last year, 33rd and a 40th. So might be kind of hit or miss with Ross. But if you're picking the winner, that's what you need, right? It doesn't matter if he finishes 40th. You're trying to get him to win. So 18th and 7th in his other starts. He did win at Talladega in 2022. Um, as a fourth place finish at Talladega as well. Second place twice at Atlanta in the four times we've gone there on the super speedway configuration. This is the sweet spot, 30 to 1. This is the range where we've had a couple of the last winners. I think Stenhouse was this range. I think McDowell was, maybe McDowell was a little longer. Maybe Cindric was in this range, but two of them have kind of been in this sweet spot range. Ross Chastain might be the guy. Maybe we'll be smashing a watermelon on the recap show uh, next week. That would be a lot of fun. And then to wrap it up, we're going to my guy from Xfinity, Riley Herbst, 85 to 1 over on Caesars. Um, look, his first career start in the Cup Series last season at the Daytona 500, 10th place. Um, and so he was in, he had to race his way in last year 
in an open car. He's actually locked into the field this year because he is in the other Rick Ware car. So uh, my guys, Haley and Herps, maybe they're going to be working together at the end of this. Haley pushes Herps to the win, cashes both his bets, cashes the Herps bet would be a beautiful thing. But 10th place in that first career start. He did have a 20th and a 38th at the in the summer races with, with Daga and uh, Daytona. But then he was ninth place at, at Talladega again in the fall. So two for four, finishing in the top ten in his four career Cup Series starts, all on super speedways. A little bit of a uh, little bit of experience there. When you go over to the Xfinity Series, though, sixth place at Daytona last spring. He had a fifth place at Atlanta last season. He had a fourth at Daytona in 22. Has a fourth and seventh at Talladega recently. Uh, then you go over to Atlanta, a 36th in the last Xfinity race there where he crashed out, but fifth, ninth, and fourth in the other three. Harps is a solid super speedway guy. When I tell you anybody can win this race, it's not a joke. It, you know, I mean, really, BJ McLeod and the 44 car are the two cars I would say you're really going to need a lot of miracles for it to happen, but it's still not completely impossible. These Rick Ware cars are very much capable of winning this race. Uh, everybody in this field can win this race. you got to survive the attrition. you got to get to the end. We've seen it where there's only five or six cars left in that lead pack. Whatever car, get, you know, and these guys are good at super speedways. Haley can make the moves. Herbs can make the moves. Uh, they've got the partnership with with uh, Roush RFK, as we mentioned earlier. It can definitely happen. I think they're worth betting on. Riley Herbs at 85 to 1 is, is a great bet for a long shot. And again, anybody can win this race. And, and I think that's really important. Just got to find the right dance partner at the right time. Like I said, if you find that, that correct line that's moving with the right amount of momentum. Get yourself in front of that at the right time, and you're pushed to the win. So, yeah, like that too. Uh, I mean, listen, for uh, for Bubba and and uh, Ross and Herps, yeah, those are definitely longer shots for a reason, but fun to take a, a gamble on. And for Kyle Busch, I mean, I think he's out for blood this season. I think he's he needs a really good season. I keep saying that he's going to retire, but it just feels like he's like 600 years old, and he's still not even what, not even 40 yet. So, uh, I love that. Um, all right. I'm going to lay out my winners. I'm going to start with Joy Logano at 14 to one. Again, 14 to one is a little long, uh, and it's actually shorter than I thought it would be for Joy Logano, given what I had mentioned earlier about him just not necessarily being the greatest at plate races, at draft races, right? We're calling them. Uh, and at 14 to one, I think even your Logano is a good thing to take a stab on. Um, I'm going to follow that up with Christopher Bell at 22 to one, somebody we haven't really talked about very much, uh, in this. And if we think Toyota is going to do well, I mean, we've talked about Gibbs, right? We talked about Denny a little bit, but we, we really kind of, kind of glossed over Christopher Bell last year in the Daytona 500 finished third, right? After, uh, leading 20 laps in that as well, 16th place in the fall, but you know, this is a guy that he pops up and he has great races all the time. And I'm I'm kind of done getting burnt by Christopher Bell. I've I for whatever reason, I've just had some sort of bias against Christopher Bell, right? I mean have you watched have you watched the Netflix show? Not yet. yet. I'm I'm waiting to binge that here in a little bit because it's, I can't when they get to him and, and the producer is like, you know, we were supposed to pick or you know, we were told to these were the guys to to really hone in on because they'd be the guys who were there and and he just goes I wasn't on that list, was I? And the uh, producer goes, "No, you weren't." And he goes, "That figures or something like that." He's just like, "All he is just always underrated too." It's crazy. It is. Crazy. It's the weirdest thing, and that, <laughs> and I'm done. I, I think this year is the year that I stop not giving Christopher Bell credit 
for uh, for being a good race car driver. And uh, and I'm going to give him the opportunity to win this race. Again, if, if the Toyotas are stronger of a stable than they were in the past, that gives the Toyotas a good shot of winning this race. And, you know, again, with him finishing in the top three of this race last year, that proves that he has the speed and he's got the capability of being able to do that. So um, JDK right there with you. Bell is my sleeper pick 100%. So uh, I'm glad to have a little bit of backup there. So we'll see how that one works out. Uh, and then my last one, whatever, it's Jimmy Johnson. How could it not be? On a on a track where Jimmy Johnson... Hey, Rod. Rod. Anybody can win this race. Anybody can win this race. Two-time two Daytona 500 champion, three-time winner on this track, a million-time NASCAR Cup champion. Like, I, I, I can't not. At 70-1... to one, for Jimmy Johnson, for a guy that I know he's got to race his way into this race, but come on, it's Jimmy Johnson. If he doesn't race his way into this race, he should just not race the next nine races and save me oh, some heartache. Don't say that. We want to see him. I want to see him too. But we already like, picked him for Dover for our one and done. We this is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, I, but I want it. Yeah, I want him to show up. I want him to win all the races that he's in, and, and it starts with the Daytona 500. So uh, again, another Toyota tie-in, right? If we think that Gibbs is going to be good, if we think that Bell's going to be good, then Jimmy's probably going to be right up there with him. And, and what better way to show your young drivers, well, John Hunter is not necessarily young, but, uh, you know, he's still youngish, still young right? They all look young to me. I don't even care at this point. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, what better way to do it than, than, the, than the lead from the front, right? That 84 car is probably going to be in the mix for most of the race. And 70 to 1 is just ridiculous odds. I know, and I get why. This is why you got to jump on those odds. I know, and I know people are going to be like, everybody's going to bet on Jimmy Johnson. That's fine. Ooh, I don't think. I mean, I don't, I don't think it'll be that popular with a bet because people are going to be like, oh, he's part-time, he's old, whatever. I, I've i not heard a lot of chatter about him. So I, you yeah. might be on an island up on your own, and it might just work out. I hope that island works out. I hope it works out for you guys. Let's be on Jimmy Island together, yeah. shall the we? the owner of Jimmy Johnson Island. I'm the owner, and uh, it's not like Survivor. Not the one that has extends on it. No, it <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not uh, it's not like Survivor where I'm going to vote you off the island. We're going to all stay on the island and hopefully cash a lot this this year on Jimmy Johnson Island. So, uh, all right. Oh my God, that's the end of our episode. Oh, and and the even better part, Rod. We're not done. We got two more races to pick this week. Xfinity and trucks. Odds aren't out yet, but the the entry list just came out a short while ago. So I would expect odds the next day or two. Um, so we've got Xfinity and Truck Series picks later this week. We have a DFS show. Uh, I think we're going to do that on Friday, hopefully. Actually build some Millie Maker lineups since the lineup will be set for the weekend. Underdogs I, got know, their first, odds out too. Not, yeah, underdogs there? already out. We may end up having to do that tomorrow if there's not Xfinity odds yet. So stay tuned for the schedule. But five days a week, every week, we'll have our recap show. We'll usually be our Sunday night slash Monday show each and every week. So if you're new, thanks for joining along with us. We appreciate it. Make sure you get entered into that uh, the Daytona 500 contest, and uh, yeah, hit hit. We've got a oh, there's a lot of stuff, Rob. We've got a listener league for for on the NASCAR Fantasy Live game. Uh, again, hit us up. We'll retweet that info out and everything. Uh, put it back in the Discord as well. Get signed up for that. That's free. Two hundred dollar card to to the winner for that. I've got a league I'm running. If you want to get in some other leagues, I'm in. Hit me up. We've got open spots and everything. Um, so yeah, it's oh, it's here. We're doing great. It's so much fun. We got a weekly DFS game too. $5. That's in the Discord every week. So 
It's just so much going on, Rob. So much going on. Ash asking it, anyone offering top 20 yet? They usually do, but haven't seen anything yet. No, I haven't seen anything for top 20. Yeah, and I don't know. Man, the odds would probably be real bad on that. Yeah. You're, we're talking heavy, heavy minus odds. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Walter checking in saying, let's go. Well, I think it's LFG, but LFY, <laughs> and then we're the best. Thanks, Walter. Thank you for supporting us on the Twitter yes. space. Yeah, always on the Twitter. We appreciate it, Walter. Thank you. Loving it. So, all right, let me recap the bets, though. This yeah. is, we got to recap these bets for you guys. Oh, yeah, if, we got to do it. <laughs> get out your pen and paper, everybody. We recap these. We had a request once upon a time to recap the bets because it gets a little lost in translation. So, here are the picks for the Daytona 500 in the 2024 season. Cody started you off with Alex Bowman over Kyle Larson at plus 100 over on Superbook. I gave you Josh Berry as a top 10 car at plus 240. Shop around for that line. Uh, find a better price. I think there could be one out there. Uh, Cody gave you AJ Allmendinger as a top five car at plus 850 over on DraftKings. David Reagan as a top five car at 10 to 1 on Bet365. And a top three car for Reagan at 22 to 1 on DraftKings. I said John Hunter Nemechek would be a top 10 car at plus 290. And Jimmy Johnson would be a top 10 car at plus 300. Cody gave you Bubba Wallace as the top Toyota at plus 550, and Gibbs as a top Toyota option as well at 7-1. to one. Uh, I gave you Ty Gibbs as a top 5 car at plus 375 over at 365. Cody gave you Justin Haley as a top 10 car at plus 290, uh, and to win Group E uh, over there on Leo, right, at plus 240 uh, over Johnson, Burton, and Gragson. I gave you Joey Logano as a top 3 car at 4-1 to one on DK, Cody's riding the car lift with Corey LaJoy as a top 10 car at plus 290, as a top 5 car at 8 to 1, as a top 3 car at 18 to 1, top Chevy at 25 to 1, and to win the whole damn thing at 65 to 1 on FanDuel. I'm giving you the winning car number over 21 and a half at plus 170. And Cody's winners include Kyle Busch at 16 to 1, Bubba at 20 to 1, Ross at 30 to 1, Ross Chastain, by the way, and Riley Herbst at 85 to 1. My winners include Joey Logano at 14 to 1, Christopher Bell at 22 to 1, and Jimmy Champion Johnson at 70 to 1. Uh, I love all of those. This is going to be a fantastic week. It's going to be a fantastic season, Cody. I'm so pumped for this. It's here. It's been fun. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Make sure you come back the rest of the week for, for the picks for the other series. Come back for the season. We're going to have a fun time. You know, NFL football I know is over, but still plenty of sports out there to bet on and nothing more fun than, than racing, than NASCAR. It's going to be going to be a great season. Feels good to have these first bets locked in. Let's go make some money. Let's go make some money indeed. Well then, Cody, as uh, we wrap the show up, as we always do, let everyone know where they can find you out in the world of social media so they can keep following you for all your fantastic content. Yes, follow me on the X at Husker underscore Zeb. Ton of stuff going on over there. Check it all out. Uh, follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling. Um, you, you can follow us there and, and get all our stuff there as well. Join us over in the Discord. Hit us up for a link if, if you're looking to get into that. Um, that's always Always a fun place to be throughout the week, and especially on race days. And uh, yeah, let's let's go do it. Indeed. <laughs> if Rod could find the button. <laughs> <laughs>
I swear to God, I, I muted myself and I can't unmute myself. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media, the back road. I'll be back there with the uh, with the boys, Seth and uh, Elliot over there hanging out, talking NASCAR as well. And then, of course, Arena League football. Football's not done. For those of you guys, oh, football's over after the Super Bowl. Nope. Nope, there's still plenty of football. The Arena Football League is kicking off, again, the rebirth, and we're kicking off the shows with it. Uh, so follow me there to find the episodes for that. And, of course, just uh, everything else I got going on in the mix. But more importantly, NASCAR. More this week from Daytona. And we'll see you then. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.